This is a series of recordings that I'm doing with my son, and it's called Conversations with My Son. My name is Barca Herman, and my son is Kit Herman. Hi, how's it going? So we came up, I've been thinking of doing this for a while just because I wanted to have some context around parenting because I've been working with this idea of parenting for a little bit and I've been talking to a lot of people and for me it's important to have this conversation close to home. So that's why I decided to do this conversation with my son. We discussed a few topics and so today I would like to talk to you about one of the comments that we had about what are the ways of being that you appreciated from us, your parents, myself and Ken, on how we raised you. And one of the words that you used, Kit, is fair. Yes. So, so talk to me about fair. Um, and, and because this is for audience that don't know you and me, I would love to hear some anecdotes about how you experienced fairness in our parenting and uh, what it means to you. I mean, fairness is a difficult topic. It's, it's one that's hard to give like direct anecdotes, right? Because honestly, I'm not a, I'm not a remember a single individual time and then quote that one as the end all be all of fairness. Um, because in all honesty, you can't keep fairness up constantly because it's, 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 a, it's a difficult thing. When I'm talking about fairness, it's just the willingness to look upon actions and make the distinction as to whether or not what punishment gets deserves if you did something bad, what good thing gets deserved if you do something good, I guess what course of action to take when it, when it comes to most aspects of life. Fairness, I guess, is a very hard thing to quantify. I wish I had like a dictionary definition in front of me so that I could spin off of that. But I'll go with my own like internalized version of it, which is the simplified version I gave before. Um, when it comes to fairness, uh, if I were to say something it was good that happened, it was uh, methods of, of punishment. Because I think that when you're a child, and you're getting early in your developmental stages, it's important to have a distinction of what is right and what is wrong and how to look upon certain actions and also how to show your own version of fairness to other people. Um, a good representation of that, I suppose, would be just looking at uh, a really a really humorous one, which was uh, my uh, piano teacher. Uh, this actually happened with my father, Ken. We were talking about basically piano lessons. And it was really comedic the way that he handled the situation because she was talking, you know, she was praising me, saying all these good things. Um, but she wanted to discuss something along the lines of how he was playing the piano, and what was that like? wanted to take and after a while we were sitting on this phone call with her and she was she was more of an elderly individual and she was taking her time during the conversation and about 20 minutes into it my dad just decided okay this is taking us a little bit too long so he starts making like a hand puppet and starts like going over a little mockery of how how long this conversation is going about my piano playing it's just like it's okay don't worry about it like it's this is going to turn less into a we need to be strict for this entire 20 minute period of time and, you know, focus on this versus, okay, this is taking a bit too long. Let's, let's stop, let's stop focusing on it as much and like turn it into a more cheery hearted situation because not everything has to be taken so seriously. It's, it's just piano playing. It's not that terrible. Okay. So I have, I have a question here. Yes. So just to set up the scenario, you are sitting with your father and this is a phone call. Yes. So she can't see his gestures. No. But you have to sit quiet and behave while she's 
going on and on. And so he's creating a lighthearted situation so that you're not in this awkward situation. Yes. Okay, got it. And you can definitely see how that's representative of a lot of both your and dad's parenting decisions, right? Because when we were kids, especially younger kids, they would make sure that we stayed out of things like, uh, like when we were especially young, they keep, keep us away from things like movie theaters, or they made sure that if we played games or were a little bit active as children, we weren't disturbing other people. Because it's fair for us to have fun, but not at the expense of other people. Um, so things like that, where he would be the one who'd be like, it's good to have fun and keep yourself entertained, but keep it limited. Keep it in an aspect in which other people aren't being negatively affected by your um, roughhousing and playing. Because everybody knows that there are kids who are way too loud in certain scenarios and they've just never been told. It's usually not the parents' fault, especially really small children who can only do things like cry. But bringing them to places like crowded movie theaters or restaurants or things like that is somewhat unfair on the other people who are taking part in that kind of meal or that kind of a situation. Okay. In the same way as uh, when we're waiting in line, uh, when we're a little bit older, we can start making decisions for ourselves, making sure that us as children we're well-behaved to the point where we can still talk to one another, but we can't scream and shout and run around and bump into people during those scenarios. And that is a way of making sure that our actions and what would seem like a normal situation would be a fair action when it comes to other people living in society. Because an important aspect of this fairness is working together with other people and not just working together with people you know, but other people who are together with you in this society. Okay. So you feel that in our style of parenting, we we brought our sense of fairness not just to you, but also to the rest of the the world that we interacted with. Of course, because that it wouldn't be fair if it was just for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have any stories of fairness that you guys had? I mean, I can think of some, and I'll, I'll share, and you can tell me if you remember this or not. I remember we had a rule that uh, we did not allow you to watch television during the weeks. Yes. And there were days where you were done with your homework and your chores or whatever, and you were just bored and you were like, can I watch a show? And dad would, uh, Ken would, Ken would say, sure, you can watch it if you, he would let you negotiate to watch a show. The way he would do it is he would give you a, an article in say National Geographic or something and have you read it and explain it to him. And then if you did it successfully, then you could watch a little bit of TV. So I thought that was a great way of being fair and not like a tyrant, having rules, but also giving you an opportunity to negotiate if you had done everything that you were expected to do. I think it was a decent system. I did think that some of the problems was that one of the things that we always wanted to watch as a kid were you know cartoons and that kind of stuff. But especially when we were working, um, doing the research and that kind of stuff, he made sure to lend us to... Um, you know, the History Channel and National Geographic. But what was weird, though, for me personally, and this was a, a less fair thing, was that we wouldn't always even be able to watch the National Geographic or the History Channel because sometimes the rules were hazy. I remember a couple times he just said, if you do all this stuff, maybe, and then we do all this stuff, and then he'd say, nope, even though he did all that stuff, I, I still don't want you to watch TV. And so that kind of stuff definitely hit me as unfair action. Okay. If you are going to make rules, make sure you make them clear and don't add the haziness of maybe beforehand or else they turn into tyranny. 
<laughs> okay, so let's talk about the rules. So the rules were, you know, yes means yes always. We hardly ever wavered on the yeses. No means no always. We hardly ever wavered on the noes. And for most things, we we said maybe. Is that correct? Is that uh, how you remember it? No, it wouldn't be most things. Okay. It would be probably like third of time yes, a third of time no, a third time maybe. And the problem with maybe is that maybe didn't mean no like most parents. Maybe actually did mean maybe. And it was a 50% yes and a 50% no. So you basically went to the gambling house and flipped the coin and said, even though you did this, there's only a 50-50 chance of you actually getting a reward for it. And it's just one of those things where is it worth the gamble? I mean, it puts you in a precarious situation, right? Because if you don't do it, then there's a 100% chance you don't get to do what you want to do. But if you do do it, there's still only a 50% chance that you do get to do what you want to do. Right. That's a problem. Right. So there are no clear outlines, and the clear outlines was to the whim of the person who said maybe. We communicated that clearly by saying it's a maybe, not a yes. That's true, but why was it a maybe? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, that's, that is a good, good question. And once again, maybe wasn't always in relationship to these sort of, sort of things. Sometimes maybe was out of your hands, and I understand that, especially looking at it in like a post being a little kid, you'd be like, oh, do you think we'll be able to go see this? Maybe, because who knows, it might be closed. Right. And so, you know, you don't know whether or not you'll be able to do this. It's out of your hands as to whether or not the maybe is a yes or a no. Right. And so I, even though we would be disappointed if it said a no, it wasn't a no because of you. It was a no because of ulterior things. Right. And that kind of thing is appropriate. But when it's a, it's a maybe and the sole decider of maybe has nothing to do with natural outcome, that's when it becomes a more tyrannical thing. Right, right. Okay. I mean, I introduced this word tyranny into the conversation. You did. Do you, do you feel like we were tyrannical parents? No, or what is your we general were. feeling? I don't think we were tyrannical. <laughs> okay, good. And, 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 and there were times of tyranny, of course, because we are parents. <laughs> well, that's another thing. So let's, let's hop back to the original idea of parents. When we were really young kids and we were making a lot of noise, the only way to get the outcome that you wanted children not to be noisy in those scenarios was to be tyrannical at first. You had to lay down the ground rules. You had to say, you're not allowed to yell here. And there was not a, oh, well, you can yell here if you want, maybe. No, it was a, it's a very strict, if you yell here, you're going to get in trouble and punishments will come because you are yelling here. Yeah. There's no, that that is inherently, in quotation marks, tyranny, but it's parenting because right. you can't just let the child run free and do whatever they want. That'd be bad for their development. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have two anecdotes that I want to share about that. One is, and this is more about your sister when she was an infant and I, I'm talking very, very young. She cannot really control, you know, her crying because she's, she's, she's an infant. She would, we would go out to eat and she would always start crying when the food came. And so one of us would be out of the restaurant walking her, consoling her. The other one would be eating alone. And this went on for a little bit before she got used to eating out with us. Uh, Fortunately, we never had to go through that with you. But, you know, we just felt like it was not polite to have a crying child sitting in a restaurant, you know, uh, while we're eating. So, so that's one. And then the second is the no yelling. So this is, this is my personal pet peeve. I don't like yelling in the house. And that was one of my rules. And I did not have a lot of rules, but that was one of the rules that I enforced. 
And I remember another child coming over and that they would, you know, and, and you guys ran and you went in the pool and climbed trees and you came in wet and, you know, the other rules were more around your safety, as in don't run while you're wet in the tile floor because you might hurt yourself. But the yelling was, was all me. Uh, I did not appreciate yelling in the house. And I remember this person and I said, you know, all you have to do is not yell, but they kept yelling. So they got time out. So they got to sit out while other, other kids were, and they kept yelling. And then as soon as they calmed down and came to me and I said, can I join the group? And I said, well, are you going to yell? And she said, no. And I said, okay, fine. And I remember that incident in particular. So it wasn't that I was hurting her, but there was a sense of being ostracized being pulled out of a fun situation. So you could call that tyrannical, but that's how we did discipline in the house. But you guys never really had trouble with the no yelling issue. You guys never really were yellers. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that comes from just the enforcement and the clear rules about it, right? Yeah, we we had clear rules on yelling. Because I'm sure we yelled the second we were outside. Absolutely, and you were allowed to. Anything else you can think of on fairness? What comes to mind about parenting. Let me ask you something. What would you do if you had kids? How would you enforce fairness? That's a good question. Personally speaking, it has to be based upon the child. It really is a difficult thing. It's a, it's a read on each individual person. And I think I'll, I'll probably reuse this phrase a decent amount of time where it's, it, it depends on the person that you're raising. Mm. Uh, each kid is unique. And so different people will react differently to different things. I think that Fairness is a lot of what you said. So, for example, I don't remember the no running on the wet tiles rule because, you know, that probably was something that was just ingrained into me after a period of time. And I look back on it and it wasn't really a rule. It was just something that we did. Right. Right. And there are different aspects of safety throughout the house that I'm sure were enforced, but we just never popped in my mind as a rule because it was something that we adapted early on and Mm. became into you know, just the part of everyday life. If you think about it that way, those concepts of safety that you drill into a person at a young age, those are very fair rules of society. Like a good example would probably be no running in crowded rooms and that kind of stuff. Those types of rules are very fair. And you see that a lot in like modern society, right? If it's crowded street, you'll have one person running if they're in a rush most people walk across the street. Most people walk to get from point A to point B because they don't want to run into people. Right. Uh, there are rules in a society that you have to pass down to your kids. I think doing it at a young age is very important. I impose the general rules that we set upon society in general upon them. You know, I, I set up about them that, that basic discipline to, to be treated as, you know, a member of this society because they're following the basic rules of society. And once you get past that point, the barrier for entry of society is a lot easier for that individual. And so in that terms, it'd be mostly fair. Okay. But, you know, you said something that's kind of interesting to me because I had two children. I had your sister and you. You're very, very different individuals. You said that you would implement fairness based on the person. Now, at some point, that becomes contentious, especially in a child's mind. Because if I had a separate rule for you than your sister, then that would be considered unfair based on who it favors. So you kind of have to have some uniform rules. 
but yes, you can you can vary a little bit in practice because of the individual. I would argue that that's not always the case. I think that a, a kid can work their mind around that kind of thing. A good example was when we moved to public school, Law was having difficulty in her private courses. Correct. Um, because she was having difficulty with learning some of the subjects and she didn't like the amount of homework and that kind of stuff. Whereas on my side, I really enjoyed a lot of this stuff. Right. So in an in a act of fairness, both you and dad decided we'll move them out of the private school and put them into a different form of education. Right. So in that act of fairness, because you didn't, you were treating the children the same, there was still an unfairness in the situation. Mm-hmm. It's a catch-22 situation, really. It is. It's, if you treated her unfairly, she might be like, okay, well, I've got to uphold these rules. So I, I think a, a good example that could relate to you know a lot of modern people, let's say one of your kids is a student and he lives for studying or he or she lives for studying and they get all A's on their, their classes and the other child just happens to be a B or C student. They're more interested in doing something else with their life, right? right. They're more athletic space. They're more something like that. If you try and hold that BC student and say, your sister's getting an A or your brother's getting an A, mm. why aren't you? It's just like, well, I'm focused on something else. It, as, as a person, there are just unfairnesses in this world that some people have different interests. Right. trying to hold them to the exact same standards may seem unfair. In the same way that a student may be like, why are you rewarding them for getting a B or a C? That's unfair because I get A's a lot. Well, in that case, you've got to take it to a different level, right? Instead of rewarding the person or harping on the grades for the B's or the C's, harp on the other achievements. They say, look at their, I don't know, artwork, look at their athletics, say, oh, you ran really good in the meet. I'm really proud of you. You're getting A's and, and, and you're getting straight A's and you're really good at, you know, focusing on mental tasks, good for you. And so do the positive reinforcement rather than the negative reinforcement on those actions, but still, you know, acknowledge that there are differences in between some human beings. Okay. So let me ask you something. So yes, we did move you from that school and there were more than one reasons for it. One of them being law was struggling. Do you think that that was unfair to you? I think it was somewhat unfair to me because I really did enjoy that school. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And then we... I mean, we, you live and learn. Like, yeah. It's not something that you can really go back and be like, oh, well, we'll take you back to the school. Right, 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 right. Well, and then we allowed you to pick your own school after that. And exactly. You did enjoy the, the other school a little bit, and then you decided to change again, which, um, you know, so... So you changed schools one, two, three times. So you went to four different schools. Yes. Whereas Lal went to three schools because she decided to stick to the school that she chose. So, yes. So, yeah. And, and uh, this is, this is exactly what we were. We had a brief conversation before we started recording on, you know, what is good parenting or bad parenting. And your response to me was that, well, you cannot grade parenting because you've only had one parenting experience and you made the best of it. Something that came up for me was that, yes, as parents, it's not a absolute failure or absolute success. We have small failures along the way and small successes along the way, and we live and learn and we fix it. And that's what makes a good parent is not that there there's an absolute right or an absolute wrong, but incremental improvements. So we went to a very decent uh, private school that did a lot of advanced teachings and a lot of interesting things. We went to a very low-graded public school. So that was a life experience. You, you learn a lot from that kind of thing, right. right? So it's not like, oh, well, I was shoved into this other school and I hated it and it was worse. I remember, no, I, I still fit in with the other kids because I had those basic understandings and tenets that my parents had taught me previously. 
I wasn't a social outcast. There weren't any issues like that. I wasn't taught anything during that year of school, <laughs> but you know, uh, but you learned at least there was still learning that happened. I wasn't taught, but I learned because you learn to experience something different. I also transferred back into a public school later on in my schooling career. And the experiences that I had learned had helped me in that aspect as well. Having different experiences opens you up to different things and those opening up different things can lead you down even further paths. So at the end of the day, I don't think that the net gain was a negative. In fact, I think the net gain of switching schools was a positive, but I do think that the action itself was still in retrospect unfair. Mm. So okay, got it. take it as you will. No, I understand. I don't have any particular guilt on that issue. (laughs) And, and I, I, I completely understand how that could have been unfair to you. So I acknowledge that. Um, anything else before we wrap up this call? Do you, do you have any thoughts on fairness and how parents can be fair? Fairness is difficult. It's all based upon the individual. But don't forget that different people excel at different things. And you should just try and make sure that they are well-equipped to work in this world and will treat other people as well as themselves fairly. All right. Well, I appreciate your time and having a candid conversation with me on this and be willing to share. So thank you. No problem.